This is Ken. Hey, this is Cal. And we are Not, Not at Odds. Okay, Cal, we're following up with the DIY. We had a lot of response through uh, email, Facebook, asking us to follow up with more of the college versus skill trades and if it's worth okay. it or not. So we've done a bunch of interviews. And uh, how you doing, Cal? I'm doing good. I'm a little bit confused because uh, I made it clear which was the right answer. <laughs> I, I know you did. I know you did. And uh, the audio quality is going to be a little bit strange. We've got you driving down the expressway and me on a cell phone, and we're trying to re record and talk to people. Take the picture. I'm flying at about 80 miles per hour late to another podcast, dressed like a Ghostbuster, to talk about Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And so this one will be a take a little more serious because we're going to talk to people about their careers and have some skilled trades people, some people that went to traditional college, some that did both. All right. What do you say we get it started? Go. Our first interview is going to be with Dylan. I first met him about three or four years ago doing some work at my school where I work. He's a mechanical contractor. I noticed he was younger than the other mechanical contractors that they were sending out. And this is when I first started thinking about what is happening with some of our trades. So while he was hanging off a ladder, I started asking him some of these same questions that I'm going to ask him today, how he got started. So enjoy this interview with Dylan. And I do apologize for all the wind noise on this interview. Up on a roof on a very windy day. Not much I could do about it. Okay, following up on the DIY, talking about trades and different kinds of colleges and trade school. I'm here with Dylan. Hello, Dylan. Hi, how are you? Hey, Dylan. How's it going? And he is in skilled trades. He comes out and does some work for me. I won't mention what company, but what is your official title? I'm an HVACR service technician, so I work on all heating, cooling, refrigeration, and ventilation equipment. Now, is this household stuff? Uh, everything we do is commercial and industrial. And so the stuff I have around here is pretty big stuff, and he comes out, and uh, I've met him probably four years ago, and actually that's when I started talking a little bit about the skilled trades, and uh, would you say there's a shortage of people in this business? I would say for the technicians, there's not a lot of people that seem to be my age that are going into it, but there's, there's a handful of them, but it wasn't pushed on us by any means, so it's not like a, I'm sure we could use more here in the coming years. Would you say that you are a millennial? I was born as a millennial, but I guess I don't feel like I fit the bill that everybody says what impressed me when i talked to you before is you be in this age knowing that there is a shortage and i asked you where you learned your skills um i guess it goes back as far as working on our farm and working on just fan equipment and the type of equipment that we had there having to rebuild that um and we figured the farm couldn't support me so i had to find something different and this this had quite the array of stuff to know and stuff to do, so kept a lot of interest. So what type of schooling did you do as opposed to, and as we talked about, regular college, coming out of college with a huge bill for college to go into business and everything, but you went skilled trades route. Yep. And so talk about when you came out of school, did you have big debt? 
Nope. <laughs> um, I went to a smaller commuter slash community college, and I kept up with my bills the whole time, um, so I could keep up with no big tuition. Uh, everything was paid in front. Um, when I came out, I had no bills that had to be paid to the college, and I was I was clean and clear of college at that point with an associate's degree. So. Now, do you have some friends that went the other route? Might it be CPAs or anything that would have took, you know, four-year college route? I have definitely got buddies that are in that route, even brothers that have a big college debt but have gone for engineering or um, being accountants and, and going that route. If you had to do it all over again, would you go into the skilled trades still? I would definitely still go into skilled trades. Okay. Now, here's a couple of questions. Dylan, if you had the choice anything you wanted in this world what would you pick if you could have any job in the world anything anything what would that be and i don't even know if i can answer that don't want to be an aspiring rock star or anything uh, that could be fun that could be fun i don't know though that's a that's far out there i'd have to think about that one way too much okay just a couple more questions uh going back on some of the following podcasts now dylan this is the most important question which is your favorite beer? Beer choice, daily drinker is Pabst Blue Ribbon. Millennial, there you, now that fits the bill for millennials, a PBR. And your favorite vacation? Uh, favorite vacation I've been on, uh, I used to go to Colorado every year and go snowboarding. So see my brother out there and check out the sites. Snowboarding, there you go, you fit the millennial bill again. Oh, yeah. Dylan, I appreciate it and uh, have a good day and thanks for taking care of the school. Yes sir, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, John. We appreciate that one. Our next interview is going to be with Bill. Bill has been working for me for less than a year. Very impressed with his work ethics and the type of work that he does and the way he thinks things through. So he came from a little bit different background, as you'll see here in this interview. I'm here with Bill. He went a whole different route. He didn't do the traditional college or the traditional trade school. He went into the service. How you doing, Bill? All right. Hey, Bill. How's it going, buddy? Uh, what's, what branch of the service did you go into? Air Force. And you retired out of there? Yes, 21 years. 21 years and you got to retire. But he went into the Air Force and what are you certified in? Uh, air conditioning. On air conditioning. And how did that work? Uh, after basic, you send you to tech school. You do your three level. Then when you get to your base, you do paperwork in five level, seven level, but you also do training with a supervisor. So was that at a cost to you? No. Because you were serving our country, correct? Correct. And you retired after 21 years, and you're also working a full-time job now. If you had to do it over again, would you do it the same way? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bill, and thanks for your service to our country. Thanks, Bill. Just recently got to know Bryce. He started working for an electrical company that does a lot of work for me, fresh out of school, looking to go into trades. I thought he would be a good choice to interview, just see where he's at for being a young man. I believe he's maybe only 18 or 19. Okay, more follow-up with the DIY. Hello, Bryce. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Bryce. Nice to meet you. Just graduated what year? 2019. Okay, he definitely has a big choice. Does he do traditional college? Does he go to trade school? I'm standing in the middle of a big electrical shop that he just started working at. And so, Bryce, right now, are you going to a traditional college? No, sir. Are you looking to get into trades? 
Yes. What would be the reason why you're looking to go into trades as opposed to traditional college? Well, all the high schools, they push college, and um, they pretty much make it seem like that's the only way that you can, you know, make a living in this world, which is very untrue. I went to the Career Center in Bay City, and they taught me the perks of, you know, becoming an electrician, getting into the trades, and I personally work better if I, you know, learn on the job, so a trade school is the way to go for me. Okay, now we talked about career centers and the DIY. Your school, did they offer shop or anything besides going out to the Career Center? No. It just a wood shop, but that was very entry level. Okay, so uh, that's what we was talking about. If you go to a traditional college, you're going to end up with a big bill at the end and maybe not have anything. Do you have other friends that are going to traditional college right now? Yeah, I actually have my best friend is going to Mott Community College, and then he's going to transfer to uh, Detroit Mercy to become a dental assistant, I believe. Hey, thanks for taking the time, Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. Thank you. We are sticking with the electrical theme. This next young man is Justin. He just had a baby. I've known him for quite a few years. I've got to know him as a very hardworking young millennial. I think a lot of him. Listen to what he has to say. I'm here with Justin. Justin is a, what is your title? Apprentice, electrician. Now you've had a couple of different routes. Didn't you start off going towards architect? Yep. No, I kind of caught you off guard. Okay. But what we're talking about is trade school versus traditional college. You've done a little bit of both, haven't you? Yeah, trade school is definitely better. And what would be your reasonings behind that? Architecture, I was sitting in an office all day. wasn't enjoyable not seeing the sun. And this, I'm pretty much doing what I want when I want and something different every day. Now, when you was doing the architecture, was you still going to traditional college at that time? Yeah, just Delta. But you were still creating a uh, loan debt or something? It was minimal, but yeah. But now you're working on the job, learning while you're on the job, right? Correct. And so that's what we've been talking about, that being a better way to go. And so you agree? Yeah, I don't have any debt. My wife has about $70,000 worth of debt, and she's in the medical field, so. Yeah, that was where I was going to go with that. You know both sides of that coin. With this being not at odds, you are labeled a millennial, correct? Yeah, 1990s, so. But probably not in the traditional form. I've known you for a long time, and you do not fit the mold of what they call a millennial. Would you agree? I would like to think not. And two hard-hitting questions. If you could be anything in the world, what would that be? I honestly don't know. I, I really, I'm happy with what I do, so. No stress, no outside pressures other than come to work and get your job done. It's kind of nice. One last question. What's your favorite beer? I guess if you got to go best, I would say like a KBS or a CBS. Enjoy trying different things, though. Okay, and I do want to say out of all the people that I interviewed, KBS has been mentioned several times. All right, thanks a lot, Justin. No, no problem, Ken. One more in the electrical field is John, a master electrician. He's done a lot of work for me. Very talented, meticulous, skilled. Let's hear what John has to say about being an electrician. We're here now with John. How you doing, John? Hey, John. How's it going? I'm great. Now, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a master electrician. All right. From what uh, Teresa at uh, Managing Chaos says, electricians make bank. Would you agree with her statement? I disagree with that statement. Okay, I, I thought you might say that, yeah. but but the Ferrari with the toolbox on the back is kind of unique, but you know. Yeah, no, that's not the truth at all. Okay, what again, what we're talking about is people going to trade school, going to regular college, but where did you go to college? I went to MUU, or MSU. Now, was you taking all trades there? All trade class. 
how many years did it take you to graduate? Year and a half. When you left, did you leave with the big debt load, or did you work during that? Uh, no debt. Because was you working, or uh, I mean, I was working. Okay, which unlike traditional college, your wife is a teacher, correct? My wife is a teacher. When she graduated, did she have a debt load? She would have had her parents not paid for her to go to college. Oh, okay. There's a whole other angle on that. <laughs> oh, my. Well, the thing I was talking about with trade schools and about being offered in school, then I started thinking about electrical. That's not something that was offered in a traditional high school was electrical. You'd have wood shop and a metal class, but not electrical that I know of. Not that I've ever seen. So what turns you on to going into the electrical field? Well, I started out framing houses. I figured out I wasn't going to be able to do that for the rest of my life. I like being outside, like like work with my hands, So, and I don't like plumbing because I'm not dealing with poop. Well, there you go. Okay, we got two hard-hitting questions left. If you could be anything you wanted to be in the world, what would that job be? Hmm. Not an electrician. More than likely a fishing guide or a hunting guide at some place like that. Okay, one more. What is your beer of choice? Any craft beer. All right, thanks a lot, John. Hey, thanks, John. We appreciate that. You're welcome. These next two guys, I've known Carl many years, Jamie quite a few years. They've done a lot of work installing doors at the school that I work at, even at the former school I work at. Four guys, I make them come in 5.30 in the morning to start getting these doors in. The students are impressed how well of a job they do. They're really a couple of good guys enjoy having them working around but i'd never asked them any of these questions before i didn't know their background after knowing them all this time give them a listen i'm here with jamie and carl hi how you doing this is jamie hey hey this is carl okay uh some of you listen to my podcast some of you that'd be jamie but on one episode i on one episode we talked about uh trades as opposed to traditional college and I've interviewed a bunch of people, but now your trade I have not interviewed. And what is your title? Installers are title, technically. Uh, if you go to any door company, they call them installers. But uh, we are door and hardware installers. Commercial door. How long you been doing this, Carl? I've been at it for 25 years. Jamie? About, about seven. Okay. Uh, now, this is stuff I haven't asked you. I've, I've known both of you quite a while. Uh, doing a lot of work for me here where I work. Right now you're doing a quarter million dollar job. That's probably exactly what your paychecks, right? Ah, yeah. Okay, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. Ten years. But <laughs> right. now talking about traditional college, did, did either of you do any traditional college or trade school or in school? Did you take any trades while in high school? Uh, took woodshop in high school, but uh, that was about it. Uh, no college, no. I did a lot of uh, drafting um, for four years of high school, from ninth to my senior year in high school drafting, and then wood shop, metal shop, and anything but regular math and homework like that, avoiding all that. Well, as we talked about, those types of classes, the wood shop is the types of things that get you ready for trades like this. You've been doing this 25 years, Carl. Are you seeing a drop off of people coming into the trades like this? Uh, yes, very much so. It's, it's crazy. Um, the, the, the kids, uh, they're not picking up the skilled trade jobs. You know, Jamie, you're one of the younger ones. I think you're, you're not a, you're a Gen Xer. Would, I, would, would you be a Gen Xer? Yes, I am. Yep. 75. Yep. 
Okay, but what I see in the trades, you are one of the younger ones that, you know, are skilled and do a good job. And what what could be changed to get people into trades? A lot of people going to the four-year college, coming out with degrees and a lot of debt. And that's what our talk has been about, is coming out without debt and going into trades and making good money, because trades do make good money. Work a lot of hours, what you do with anything. What do you think could be different to get more people into trades? Take away their tablets and their phones and, and exactly. uh, make them actually do stuff, make them fix, fix things around the house, make them actually mow the grass instead of sitting on the couch. Right. Anything. Yeah. I, I agree, 100%. So it starts at home? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple hard hitting questions. I'll ask Jamie, I'll ask you first. If you could be anything in the world, sky's the limit, what would it be? Oh man, that would have to be, uh, I've always wanted to be a uh, hunting guide. Yeah. Carl? I love woodworking, so I wouldn't mind having my own custom cabinet shop. Okay. One last question. I'll start with you, Carl, this time. Your beer of choice? Two Hearted Ale. Wow, you're a boomer, aren't you? You're a boomer. Okay, that's usually a millennial thing. All right, Jamie. Uh, uh, sharps. Sharps? Okay. All right. All right, thanks, guys. Living in a small town like I do, many of us will hang out at the hardware store and just chat like you would in the old-time barber shop. One person I met a long time ago was Tim. Very hardworking man, volunteered, coached girls softball, worked in building trades, and he was also a chaplain. He actually did the services for the marriage for my wife and I, got to know him very well. Here's some questions and items I did not know about him. Here's Tim. We're here with Tim. How you doing, Tim? Hey, Tim, how's it going? I haven't seen you since the wedding. I'm doing fine. Thanks. One thing I know, that he was our pastor that married me and my wife. Thank you for doing that. You're very welcome. But that's not what we're here to talk about. But we are here to talk about, once again, trade schools versus college. Now, we've been talking millennial and baby boomers. Are you a baby boomer, or what was the generation before? You're a couple years older than I am. I was a baby boomer. Right after World War II, I was born. Okay, all right. So that still qualifies as baby boomer. What did you do for a living, Tim? I'm a journeyman pipe fitter and a contractor, and I'm a carpenter. I did carpentry and roofing and siding. Now, did you go to traditional college for that? I did University of Pennsylvania. I uh, was correspondence while I was working on a job in Michigan. So when you finished, didn't have a debt load? No. Okay. Now, the other thing, you also, we've talked about the shop at the school that I work with and the prior teacher. You've worked a lot with him when he was doing housing. You worked a lot with the students. I think there's a great program to have in a school as opposed to being shipped off to an ISD or something like that. Can you talk a couple seconds about the students that was in that? Is that good for them to go into the skilled trades? And are we seeing less or more of that? Oh, I, I definitely think it was a good thing for the kids to learn that there's other vocations in life that you can get into. It was fun watching them graduate from not knowing how to pound a nail to actually understanding what it was to build pole barns, garages, and things like that. I think they get a lot of self-satisfaction from that, too. Definitely. Another thing, Kenny, I, I believe that the kids found out that they could do stuff that wasn't just related to book work, but that they could do things that they never thought about doing before. And I think it, it really put another perspective on what life is all about. And now I notice that you say 
kids because I did notice in the class, it's not just an all-boys class when they were doing that. You had girls in there that was running circles around some of the boys, wouldn't you say? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a couple more hard-hitting questions. Tim, so if you had the chance to be anything in this world, anything you could ever want to be, what would that be? Just what I am now, a retired, skilled tradesperson. One more. Tim, I heard that you don't drink, but if you could have one more drink, what beer would that be? Blue Ribbon. Blue Ribbon, the PBR, makes a return. The Millennials, I don't know if you know this or not, but that's a very hipster beer now. I know. <laughs> All right, thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. You're very welcome. This interview was with Greg. He is the one that owns the hardware store that I was talking about in the last intro. He was somebody that really taught me about small town feel. When there's work to be done, he was the first one to pull on his boots, slop through the concrete, really got to know what being a small town person was like. So this is going to be Greg and he is the one that I'm kind of teasing about in our vacations episode about being the GD hardware guy. He was the inspiration behind that. Here's Greg. Okay, there is a whole nother angle to the DIY talking about traditional college versus trade school. Did you go to college, Greg? I went for a short time to college, but I dropped out. Now you're not in a trade, but you do something different than what I've been talking about on the podcast. What is it that you do? I own my own business and do all kinds of hardware-related items. So you own your own business. So that's a whole nother way of going. And, and you got into it because your father had had it, correct? Uh, after it burned down, and he didn't want any part of it anymore, so I started it. You service a lot of these people, the places around here, with trades. Do you see from 10 years ago till today less tradespeople? Oh, absolutely. There's hardly any young kid wants to get into the trades today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we talk about traditional college, people end up with a big debt load afterwards. And so one way is to have your own hardware store, and that leaves you debt-free as far as college, correct? Absolutely. Now, Greg, a few minutes ago, you told me a little piece of wisdom that I'd like for you to repeat for everybody out there listening to this. Well, Ken, I just heard that if... Uh if you were going to buy a house and it was $50,000 and you didn't have a job or any income, would the bank borrow you money? Absolutely not. If you were going to borrow $100,000 without a job and without any income, would the bank borrow you any money? Absolutely not. But if you wanted to go borrow $150,000 from the government to go get a college education that will take you 40 to 50 years to return, they're absolutely happy to give you that money. There's got to be a problem with that. I think that's a great point. What do you think, Kel? Hey, thanks, Greg. That's some great insight. couple hard-hitting questions. If you could be anything you wanted to be in the world, the sky is the limit, what would you be? I actually am perfectly happy with this. Made me a good living and met a lot of nice people. One more question. What is your favorite beer? Blue Moon. Okay. All right. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. I thought we better start getting into the education side of this. Noreen is the assistant principal at a high school. Has worked at schools many years and has a lot of insight on the skilled trades versus traditional college. Obviously, you'll see she went to traditional college, but she focuses on helping people with trades also. And so let's see what Noreen has to say. I have a school administrator, it's Noreen. Hello, Noreen. Hey, Noreen, how's it going? Hello, how are you? I'm great. Now, you've been an administrator for a couple of years now? Yes, I have. And you've been a teacher prior to that? Yes, I do. 
couple of questions, hard-hitting questions, being an administrator. I've had some kids tell me, not from your district, that they feel that schools push for traditional college as opposed to trade school, and I'd really like to hear your input on that. I think in the last several years, we've seen a big shift on that. Um, And we at our school district look at the child themselves and what their interests are. Uh, We know that going into a trade can lead to a very lucrative and rewarding career. And if that's their interest, that's what we want them to do. Okay, we're one of the very few schools that still have woodshop in the school. Otherwise, what's offered out at the trade area? Okay, our kids can go to the Saginaw Career Complex, all kinds of options there, welding, building trades, um, just to name a few. Also nursing, teaching. There's a a culinary, great culinary program as well. So they offer a wide range of things. Our kids also go to Delta College and the program there gives them exposure to many different skills trades within the school year. So they, when they go on to school later, they have an idea of what those trades entail. We have a a few students who attend Bay Aranac ISD and again, the same kinds of programs that SEC offers. Now, when the schools in the past used to offer it right in-house in the school, do you think the numbers were up compared to what they are now? I think we're getting back to the point where the same number of kids are leaving the building every day to go have these experiences. Right now, we have about 75 students who leave our building every day to go to a trade-skilled program. Okay. Uh, My son, the other half of the podcast, he used to leave the building quite often too, but it was just to be up to nonsense. (laughs) Uh, You was talking a little bit about your son because one of the things we was talking about is debt load traditional college Mm -hmm. as opposed to trades. And when you get out of the trades, sometimes you can go to work without a debt load. But you were talking a little bit about that to me. Okay, one thing is my son a couple years ago was going back to school and he had to decide, was he going to go into education and be a teacher like his mama and daddy, or was he going to become an accountant? So he is finishing up his degree this semester, hallelujah. He's got his first job offer as an accountant because he decided that would be better. He would have had the same debt load, but his job offer as an accountant was $15,000 more than it would have been as a starting teacher right now. Another story is my nephew, who would never make it in a regular traditional four-year college, is finishing up his apprenticeship as a welding specialist and he's debt free they have paid him to go to school and take classes they've paid for his apprenticeship for the last four years and he's making really good money debt free so and he knew that going in that that's what he needed to do so he'd started off on the ground floor at minimum wage but he's three or four times above that already and he's not even done yet i knew there would be some great insight on that two more questions okay Noreen, if you could be anything you wanted to be in this world, what would you choose? I would probably like to be an international traveler. Oh, that's pretty good. And one more. All right, Noreen, out of all the beers you've ever had, which one is your favorite? Oh, my gosh. My favorite beer right now, Black Rocks Grand Rabbits. Okay, thanks again, Noreen. Thanks, Noreen. We appreciate that. Nate, he is not only the shop teacher, football coach, really enjoy talking with him. He's going to give us an insight. He is actually a teacher that teaches wood shop that helps ready kids for skilled trades. Let's get Nate's take on this.
I am here with Nate. Hey Nate, how's it going buddy? If you remember the DIY, or as I called it, DYI podcast, I gave a shout out to a shop teacher here where I work, and he is also, what else do you do? I also teach creative writing, coach football, and also uh, run a strength and conditioning program. Now you went through traditional college, correct? That's correct. I started out at Delta College, completed my associates there in secondary education, went to Saginaw Valley to complete my bachelor's uh, in secondary education, and then finished my master's from Saginaw Valley in principalship. So would you say when you graduated, did you graduate with the debt load? Absolutely. Is that a hindrance or not? Would you do that over again or not? I would do it again. I'd probably do it differently. I'd find other ways to fund it, um, obviously, uh, but it's teaching kids and and being part of what we do each day I think is really important. The other side of this is you are teaching a shop class which ready students to go into trades and there's not a lot of schools that have the shop class right in their schools. Is that correct? Do you know about how many? I don't know how many here. I know the Saginaw Career Complex in the Bay Area uh, has a career complex that do some building trades and different trades uh, programs. But the class really here at school is kind of more of an introduction to, you know, basically being able to measure, cut, sand, paint, and uh, just give some uh, students some basic skills, hopefully that they can apply into other areas of their life. So more on the DIY stuff, or they, if they feel like it, they can go into a trade with that, correct? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think this is really just kind of a gateway because um, a lot of guys and girls, for that matter, in the class don't have much experience in the trades areas so it's a great little introduction to be able to cut and uh, you know learn to measure and and create something and have some pride in that would you say the numbers are going down up staying the same or think back when you was in school I don't know if your school offered it right in the school or not my school offered it Uh, I was part of the wood shop in middle school and then also in the high school Um, but eventually you know it did kind of get cut and got pushed to the side Uh, I think there's you're starting to see uh, a reemergence of the trades, uh, but schools aren't necessarily prepared for the space and necessarily having qualified people to work with kids, and uh, which is which is troublesome. But at the same point, I think uh, with this resurgence, I think schools are going to start looking at being able to do more and you know push students towards that because it is a great avenue. We struggled for one or two years when our last shop teacher retired until you stepped up, and we appreciate you doing that. How was it, one or two years? I believe we had a about a one-year gap. Uh, he had retired for two years, uh, came back, and ran it for another couple of years, and he actually did a building trades where they went out and worked with Habitat for Humanity uh, to build a couple local homes and kind of um, you know, be able to sell those, make some money, and give people a great home. You know, So he did something that was much more labor-intensive, um, because he had his contractor license and so on and so forth. Like I said, we're trying to get to the point now where we can put some things together, and uh, hopefully as we continue on and they learn more about tools and more about how to create items, you know, they'll be able to use and transfer those skills in other areas. Okay, a couple more hard-hitting questions that we always finish with. Hey, Nate, when you grow up, you could be anything in this world. What's it going to be? Rich, fat, and happy on a beach somewhere. All right, Nate, and the most important question, what is your favorite beer? Oh, gosh. I mean, my, my go-to anywhere is always a Miller Lite. But, uh, you know, obviously one of my favorites is, is KBS. I really enjoy any of the, the stouts and especially any barrel-aged stuff right now. It's really, uh, really great. 
you hear that Kelly so Kelly you got to get Nate some beer I keep promising him I've been promising him for two years but one last thing I have to have you do and this is for Teresa for managing chaos can you hold up hands and show me that you have all 10 digits Teresa all 10 are there this was not the one I was talking about and we are in a classroom right now so if you're in the background so all right thanks again Nate thanks mate we appreciate that I appreciate it thanks for your time this next interview is with Sean He's a very technically skilled tradesman. He takes care of the PA systems in our auditoriums. He has a unique story. Let's hear what he has to say. Okay, I am here with... Sean McCauley. Now, what is your job title? Uh, many of them. So, my official job title is project manager slash um, systems designer. Okay, for sound systems, correct? Yep. Now, did you go to traditional college or trade school college? Trade school college. Can I ask you if you're a millennial, baby boomer, Gen X? I know you're not a baby boomer. Millennial. Now, you have other friends that are millennials. Have they went to regular college or trade school? Some doing nothing? Most of my friends went to a traditional college. Now, how are they doing when they come out of school? A lot of debt or what What uh, would you say? Yeah, a lot of debt. Um Half of them are working, half of them are still looking for jobs. When you come out of trade school, did you have a lot of debt to bear? No. Was you able to work while you was in school also? Yes. I believe you mentioned you're doing a lot of on-the-job training too, correct? Yes. Now, I know where you work. They're glad to have you around because I know some of the guys over there that are baby boomers. So you can see the predicament. I think less and less millennials are going into the trades. Would you agree? Yes. Okay, now we've got... Two hard-hitting questions I'm going to end with. If you could be anything in the world, anything that you want, sky's the limit, what would it be? I wish I had the skills to code better. Okay, and one last one. What is your beer of choice? Uh, Porter's. All right, thank you much. Jose is my son-in-law to be. You heard him on our camping trip. This was actually recorded on the last day of our camping trip. I just made him a big breakfast. We're filling our faces. I'm kind of getting his story. You always got to get the story on your son-in-law to be. Isn't that correct? No, he's a great guy. He has a great story, traditional college and what he's doing now. Here's Jose. I am here with Jose. How you doing, Jose? Doing wonderful. How you doing? Going back to trade school versus college, and I interviewed a bunch of tradespeople. I'd like to finish it out with you went to traditional college, correct? That's correct. And what did you graduate with? I have a master's in business administration. That four years or more? It was almost eight years. It was a full full four-year undergrad and then two years for my um, master's. But I got multiple associates, so it was like eight years of school. And we just sitting here talking about the different people that I interviewed and everything. And Jose did say something about if he had to do it all over again. I would definitely go the trade school route just because you have way less debt and a higher income potential, having a skilled trade versus being a business graduate. You do a lot of work on your own home and different things like that. That's correct. We've completely remodeled our house, and I also do a lot of the work on my cars, too. And then there's two hard-hitting questions that Kelly usually asks, but I'll ask it. If you could be anything in the world, anything, what would it be? Happy and rich. <laughs> Happy and rich. And the second question, what is your beer of choice? I like that mule beer. The uh, shorts mule beer right now is, is my beer of choice. Okay, well, that's a complete different one than nobody had picked yet. So that's being original. Thanks for being here, Jose. 
Thank you. I'm sure Roddy would like me to say I saved the best for last. Roddy's been working at our school as IT for, I believe, a couple of years now. He does an incredible job, really intrigued by the work that he does. He helps me out quite a bit. I try to help him out the best that I can. I thought I'd sit down and get his story, and we do expect him to be on a future episode just talking about technology in the years past. He's a Gen Xer. Here's Roddy. I am here with Roddy. Hello, Roddy. Hello. You haven't got to meet my son, but you've listened to some of the podcasts, but he can't be here right now. Now, this subject is back to the DIY, and we've been talking about skilled trades, and we kind of been harping on how in schools at a point got away from skilled trades as far as woodworking, metalworking, and was forcing everybody into the computer end of, of it all. Not everybody was made up for computers. Roddy, what is it that you do for a living? I work on computers. And you are a Gen X? Yes. Yes, I am. You're known as the IT extraordinaire. And we plan on having you as a guest on one of the podcasts coming up, and we'll get that. And so what I wanted to talk to you about, and I've never asked you about your schooling, if it was traditional college, if it was trade college, and high school in general, if that's where you started learning about computers. Can you enlighten me on some of that? Actually, I was into computers before school started. Um, My mom was an early adopter, so she would get items and pass them to me to figure them out and then tell her about them. That's that's how it worked in the household. Uh, It wasn't until I was about 11 years old that I started tearing things apart and making other devices out of them. Uh, Fast forward to high school, we had just received computers for the first time in 92 and we went about eight months there was wasn't even a teacher to teach computers because they were so new at that time so myself and eight other kids literally set up the computer lab at the high school and it's been all downhill since then I, I, I bit the bug I bit the bug and that's it I'm just in love with it uh, as far as schooling I have zero schooling in computers whatsoever. It's just something that's in me. Now, did you go to any traditional college or not? I've never asked you any of this. Oh, I did go to college for a little while and then stopped because my father got sick and uh, I have not returned. Uh, I got into trades, like skill trades afterwards and became a machinist. So I am certified as a machinist. I do CNC work and things like that. But as far as like traditional schooling, I haven't gone back yet. Well, you said CNC. That's a big computer, just being honest with you, Roddy. Now, and I don't know, would we consider IT work being trades? I think so. And and I wasn't even thinking that direction until I seen you going out down the hallway a few minutes ago. I'm like, that is a trade, and I haven't asked you about that. So I don't think we're at odds on that part, but it's definitely a different take on the Trades of everybody I've been talking to. I've been talking to electricians and mechanical people, but IT is trades. When you went to high school, did they offer trades class at the school, or was you able to go out to like an ISD? Or I actually went to COC. I think it's called SCC now, and I was going for auto body. But by the time I got to my graduating point, there was no school in the area specifically for auto body. They either wanted you to go towards machine repair or HVAC, 
or machining. And I actually slid into machining from auto body, but auto body was the trade that I took. Did your high school itself offer any of that, or you had to go off-site? We had to go off-site. There wasn't anything at the high school. Okay, because we've been talking about how when it was on-site, that's where a lot of the tradespeople come. So we definitely got a, a lot of IT people out there, but it takes a special somebody to be an IT extraordinaire. Yeah, it's a broad field. I mean, you could do you could work specifically in security and be full all day long. I mean, there's there's it's broad. You could work in computers. I work in computers. You could just do repair. I love repair. You could do just deployment and the back end of things. You can do web filtering. You could just be one person to do web filtering all day long. It's that broad and that big. Uh, there's a front end developer, a back end developer. I mean, you name it. It's there. And you could spend all day taking care of all the crap I bring you to take care of. But we'll get into that when we have you as a special guest, Roddy. I've been asking two hard-hitting questions. First question, if you could be anything in the world, anything, what would it be? Oh, boy, anything. Crazy enough, probably exactly what I do right now. That's not crazy. I've had a few say that, and I think that's pretty heartwarming. Last one, what is your beer of choice? Oh, boy. Uh, I like Honey Brown, when you can find it, and Red Stripe. Okay, well, I wish Kelly would have been here for this, but you're going to meet him soon enough, and we're going to have a good hour conversation, and you guys can gang up together on me about my lack of computer knowledge that I try to get away with. But I really appreciate it. Thanks, Roddy. This will be awesome. I hope you found all these interviews enlightening, intriguing, interesting, learned a little bit from all of these that we did. It helps decide between trade school versus traditional college. Some of them you could see Kelly was there, some you could see he wasn't. He's been very busy. He is starting a brand new position within the same company. So he's been real busy. So I finished this one up on my own. We're definitely not at odds about this and we'll see everybody next time.